0: I know these years have weighed me down I know these years have put us strain on us You're listening to The Barracks Podcast by Kirsten Ajo
1: and Amanda Keene
0: And I've learned through these storms that pass me by Strength comes
1: in the night Your comes
0: in
1: the night. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army.
0: Hey, everybody. We're glad you're back. It's episode three of the third season, right? Third season? third mini season. So what's up, dude, Kiri, Dudette, Smurfette? Who, who? Who's out there? Who's
1: out there listening? I want you to leave a comment below. Okay, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's a comment below. I'm not... We, Whatever's we be, below. Whatever whatever is below what you're listening to, Son, just put a comment. Grammar is hard. Could be a notebook.
0: Instagram. I feel like I wonder okay. if most people listen to the podcast when they're driving. Write it on the steering wheel. That seems like a bad comment.
1: idea. Comment. Write a comment below on the steering wheel or on your knee. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, how are how are things? How are things?
0: So it's March. March 2021 right now, and this is coming out April. It's been about a year since pandemic stuff. Are we, um, are we feeling rested? Do we have a general feeling of peace and calm? Like- No, who's feeling rested and calm? (laughs) Just Amanda. I mean, I didn't say that. I mean, I feel like I am probably yes, a bit rested and calm. I mean, I feel relatively
1: I feel relatively calm, maybe like I'm not feeling particularly rested this week because I haven't been sleeping a lot. Um I I mean, it's just one of those weeks where you like just don't you just don't sleep a lot. I'm sleeping a good amount. It's perfectly healthy, the amount I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. but it's less than normal.
0: So okay. What is what is your normal amount of sleep in a night?
1: Well, I believe I sleep eight hours a night. Okay.
0: Are you waking up during the night at all? Or are you sleeping all the way through?
1: I'm waking up during the night, and that's what's weird.
0: That's actually been going on for a few weeks. Is it a a quick wake up and then go back to sleep, or you're up for like an hour plus?
1: Let's see what the Fitbit has to say. Okay, let's look at the Fitbit. Let's, let's find out the truth. Let's find out the true facts. True facts, people. True. Facts. I don't know. Like I mean, like my my sleep score last night was probably the lowest it's been since I started wearing the Fitbit. Okay. But I'm usually getting like a score in the 70s or 80s.
0: Even on, for
1: example, the day when I only slept four hours and 36 minutes, I got a 73.
0: What? Why did you sleep that little? Um, I That I was already- a day where I
1: woke up at like 4 a.m. And I just didn't go back to sleep.
0: Whoa! Sorry if you can hear me drinking water. I was trying not to do that into the microphone. I could. I couldn't hear it. Okay, so you're. Hmm. Well, and that oh, was no. in February, so I guess this has
1: been going on for like a month and a half.
0: So odd sleep cycle. Maybe, maybe
1: longer. Eh, you know, I think it's normal. I'm not really sure. No, no, it looks like I'm getting like,
0: like, there's a lot of nights where I'm getting like six hours of sleep. Okay. I have no idea because I don't really track that. Um, I wonder how everybody else sleeps. How, how are you all sleeping? Those who are listening, how's it been? Have you been sleeping through the night? Have you been having a hard time? I think sleep is such a tricky thing. And it's such an important part of rest. Like if you're not sleeping well, you're not thinking well, you're not probably acting at your like or performing at your hundred percent, you know. So it impacts everything. I really do try to get I try to get between seven and eight hours every night. That's the goal. But I typically wake up like there's not really a lot of nights where I'm just sleeping all the way through. So I don't know. Are you a nap person? Yeah, she's shaking her head no. Um, I'm not typically and I, I will occasionally take a nap, maybe on a Sunday after church. But I don't know if it's just getting older, but I feel like it makes it worse. Like I have a bit of a headache. I feel a little cloudy. It doesn't make me feel good. So maybe I'm sleeping too much or too little, or I don't know. I don't know the nap science, but yeah.
1: I think some people just aren't really nappers. That's all. Like whenever I I take a nap. Sometimes occasionally it's okay. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, my memories about taking naps is that I wake up feeling awful. Yeah. Like my whole body hurts when I take a nap. Oh.
0: So I don't do that. Well, but, if you take a nap, those of you listening, how's that go for you? Isn't that one of our um awards is something mm-hmm. about taking naps? Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't checked that out, definitely go on our social media and you'll find the nomination form for the lanterns. Mm -hmm. So an award that or award ceremony that we're doing in May and the episode will be um, live and we'll record it as well. So you can listen to it after, but one of them is, I think it's called take a nap. So someone who has prioritized rest, which is, I mean, that's what we're talking about this episode, (laughs) so that's why we went into the sleep thing, but um, rest is, and of course, our context is the Salvation Army, but I feel like in so many ways, it's very, prioritizing rest is very countercultural when I think, at least in my opinion, it seems that we wear fatigue and burnout and doing way too much as a badge of honor when that's not a good way to live you know
1: yeah so because like I because like doing like being focusing on how tired I am or something like that I mean I can't I feel like I just do it like at this point Like, that is happening. That is a thing that I do is, like, I think about, like, oh, I'm tired today or whatever. But I also will highlight, like, there was a day this week, I think Monday, I went into work and I'm talking to my uh, major, major Mindy, and I'm saying, I'm feeling chipper today.
0: (laughs) Chipper. I don't think I've ever said that word. (laughs) Wait. So, was that about rest? Was it because you got some good rest? You're feeling chipper?
1: I think I just felt like everything
0: was gonna be okay that day. That's good. That's a good. That's that's a good feeling. It's a good day. So we're gonna do this. Let's um take a scan right now. If you're driving, don't close your eyes or anything, but take like a scan of your brain, your thoughts, emotions, body. How are you feeling? Are you feeling rested? If not, what would it look like to be rested? And really, I think that looks like a lot of different things. It looks different for everybody. What's going to help me to feel rested and filled up and rejuvenated is going to be, I guarantee, a lot different than what it is going to take for Kiri to feel that, you know? Um, And I think it really boils down to, I don't know, having good rhythms in our lives that help us to create space and margin. So we're not constantly going, constantly performing, constantly feeling like we have to accomplish something or be productive. Um, yeah. So Kiri, do you have rhythms in your life where you're intentional about creating that space for rest?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. I have been trying to take one day a week to not do anything. And I say that in real vague. That's like very vague because I do things on that day. Mm -hmm. But I'll pick like, like I used the book, um, the good and beautiful community. Have you ever read that? Good and beautiful. Let me. I'll go grab it. I
0: don't, it. Kind of sounds familiar, but I don't think I have read it before. Um, The author is James Brian
1: Smith. Okay. And it's part of a series. It's about like spiritual formation, discipleship type of theme. And it's Mm -hmm. like very simple, clear, and practical because there's like exercises for each of the topics. And oh, cool. so like one of this one is called The Good and Beautiful Community. There's like different, like I said, there's different
0: books in this oh, series. Oh the good and beautiful God. hmm Okay. I think I've heard of this series, but I haven't read it.
1: Yeah. So for every chapter, there's a it's called a soul training exercise. And I think I don't know. I think it, I remember it being in this one, but I'm not seeing it necessarily. But it's like, um This is, yeah, um, just, like, thinking about how to do a Sabbath and what does Sabbath mean. So maybe I'm, like, misremembering which book I got it out of, but I feel like it was that one. But basically, um, for Sabbath, picking what to do on whatever your, like, day is that you consider to be your Sabbath, picking things that are life-giving for you to do so when I'm thinking so right now in my life I'm able to do Fridays as my quote-unquote day off Mm -hmm. and the way I do it is I make sure everybody at work knows like I'm not coming in I'm not working blah 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 um there is a little bit of culture where I feel like I have to prove that I don't have to be there on a Friday or whatever day it is like so, th- like, that's probably not totally healthy exactly yet. But like, um, just feeling like, but once I'm once I'm in my day, that Friday, like, I get I get pretty protective of that day. Like, um, not I don't schedule work meetings unless I know that it's the kind of thing that like gets me fed spiritually so for Mm -hmm. the most part like i just try to keep that stuff to the other six days during the week Mm -hmm. um but i will do things like i'll go to counseling on a friday or i might go to see a doctor but it's things that are like taking care of myself on that day and Mm -hmm. then just like being um like as still as possible, just like not doing, just try not to do anything like right. un, unplugging my brain from work. Because I think that's the main thing. It's just like balancing between work and not working just to take a break during the week one one day. I don't know. That's my, that's like how I try to do it. And because there are a lot of things all week long that are life-giving. Like, mm-hmm. even in the midst of work, like, things I do at work are life-giving and things that happen, but, but but like, pushing myself to have stamina during the week is the part that's difficult for me because it's, like, interacting with people all day long and talking to people and, m- like, being active and carrying things and moving things and focusing on something and, like... Trying to solve problems, so like that's the what I unplug from on my Sabbath day is like don't try to fix things like, don't
0: yeah I can't remember where I heard it. I'm sure I read it this I am not making up this concept, but that whole idea of working from a place of rest rather than working for rest hmm. that. I've personally really been thinking through and I did have it quite backwards, the whole, I just, I got to work for the rest, but that is exhausting and there's really no end to that. Um, I, I'll share my experience here. Um, So last year, I mean, pandemic, we all know, we have felt the the weight and responsibility of that. If you're in the Salvation Army listening in some capacity, whether as a Corps officer, soldier, friend, volunteer, whatever, um, you know, the Salvation Army kept going, um, especially at the Corps level um, on the front lines. And it was a lot. And my goodness, like I look back at 2020 and I think what a beautiful time of ministry, like in a really difficult time, but it was such a blessing. And I, I honestly really loved what I was doing, but it was a lot. And if you know me, you know, that I take on a lot of stuff (laughs) at some really crazy rates. I don't know. I feel like I was just always going and going and going Um, and I was good with that, but I didn't realize how much it was negatively impacting me. So all of that to say at the end of last year, well, beginning of this year, really right after kettles, I had not much left to give. I still had something to give. I was not completely burned out but i could tell i know me and i saw signs of me not at my best um definite compassion fatigue um which is not great that's not good in a city where a lot of people are hurting um to lose compassion or to be close to losing compassion is not good um but i did start to see that and you know me getting irritable and Kind of isolating and not, not wanting to connect like how I normally do, and there were more signs. But I, this really led me to advocate for myself, and I do feel like this was a spirit-led thing. So I wrote and asked asked for six weeks off, um, completely unplugged from ministry. Uh, it was not. A medical leave. It was not at all that. Um, I have called it a Sabbath or a sabbatical, which is not a, a thing that is actually official um, in the Salvation Army. We know that there's not really, that's not, it's just not a thing. It's not a developed thing right now. Um, and so I knew what I was asking for was not normal. Um, I hadn't come to a moral crisis. I am not at a place in, you know, medically that I needed to stop. I just recognized that I did not have much to give and I needed a space to stop. I needed to really allow myself to get filled back up um, by Jesus, by community. Um, I needed a space to really develop good and healthy rhythms of self-care, which included you know, counseling, which I've been doing this whole time, but I continue to do that and included spiritual disciplines It included finding a hobby, which was watercoloring for me, which is so funny because I am not, I just have never seen myself as a very artistic, like when it comes to drawing, painting, that type of artistic, but I just learned to love it. I listened to sermons and Worshipped and journaled and read, um, did a devotion called Finding Soul Rest, um, 40 Days of Connecting with God, I believe, by Curtis Zachary. Um, Very simple, but had depth. And I did that every day. Um, I did a dance class um, a couple times or every other week. um, So just and really did what I wanted to do uh, walked, got up and made good meals, um, watched Netflix, uh, but really started to develop really healthy rhythms in my life. And it was life-changing. Like I'm a two on the Enneagram. I was living to serve and help other people. To a degree that I didn't even see, and maybe other people saw it, but nobody said anything to me. So, I it was it was not good. Um, and so I, I think really where I came, how I came out of this was, it is absolutely essential that I take care of myself if I want to love people well which really is like the biggest goal of my life, you know, love Jesus and love others. I have to invest in myself. I have to rest. I cannot kill myself trying to be productive and trying to save the world. It's not my place anyway, you know? So yeah, I wanted to share that because It was such a life-giving time for me. It completely changed my ministry. I've been back for two weeks now, and I can see differences already. Um, I did not have a Sabbath before. I am actually taking my first Sabbath tomorrow um, in this appointment. So mine is also on Fridays. I'll be completely disconnected another boundary that I put into place and I thought through and prayed through boundaries during that time. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I, I was checking emails all the time, all the time. Um, I am not checking emails outside of the time I'm in my office anymore. I don't even, it's on my phone. I think it has to be, but the notifications are off. Like I don't, I don't do that anymore. Um, and I've, I've made space for there to be, I try to do one life-giving thing a day. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, thinking creatively in my ministry is super life-giving. I could have a conversation with you for a long time about all the things, all the visions and the dreams that I have, and that will like fill me up, you know? Mm -hmm. So whether that's think, thinking creatively or making a good meal or taking a walk or buying myself flowers or going to counseling or dancing or whatever, um, really trying to to find and do one thing a day has been my goal. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been my experience. Uh, and I guess I didn't know really how, open to be about it. I think I said that. I didn't know how open I wanted to be about it because it wasn't something I wanted to rub in anybody's face. Like, oh, hey, I just had six weeks. And really what it was, I want to be clear. um, It was a conversation with my DC in which my DC said that he would basically gift me 50% of what I asked for. So what that meant was he approved officially three weeks off, and then I took three weeks of vacation. So, had I only wanted to take two weeks of vacation, he would have officially granted me two weeks off. So it's going to be fifty percent of you know whatever chunk I asked for. Um, so I used three weeks right up front, but that's it was important for me. Completely disconnected. Did not check my email. Did not talk to core people. It was really good. So what I was saying is, you know, I do want to share this if it would be helpful for other people. Um, and as part of this, I, it was kind of an informal, I guess, proposal. I did a, it was t- about 24 minute video testimony that I sent to the cabinet and said, this is how this went for me. Thank you so much for um, really a thank you to my DC for allowing this time. This is the fruit. And I think it would be really great if you could do this as a model for, um, for officers. So I don't know, not to say that I don't think that that's going to change the whole system or add a sabbatical thing, but I do hope that they at least see the value and can maybe work toward that. Um, so if you, if that sounds like something, you're in a place where you're like, I'm about to leave the army, I'm burnt out, I have nothing to give. I would advocate, I I just say, advocate for what you need and maybe have a conversation of what could I take some time off? What could that look like? And, and work with your leadership on that. Um, so That's been my journey for the last six weeks and now two weeks back in.
1: Yeah. Kind of hearing about what you're talking like, your sabbatical experience just makes me think about like my like I've had different times where um, like I'll quit or whatever, not quit. But like I have like two two examples from my life that are maybe similar, but less orderly than what you've described so like one time like my first job after college was working for the Salvation Army um at the Evangeline Booth Lodge in Chicago and I so I graduated college with a degree in art a bachelor of arts in art and then I went and worked as a I think my title was like youth pastor or like youth chaplain but I did that for a year like from January to December and then in that December I went to my supervisor and I was like I'm quitting um and I did quit and I did not go back to work. Um and then so after I had quit that I I tell myself that I did nothing for like three months but I don't think I was literally like I think I, so I had saved money and Mm I still had like debt, right? Like I, I was still carrying college debt from like loans or whatever at that point. Okay. I had enough money that I could make my payments on my college debt and then pay all my other bills. And I could do that without going to work for like a few months. So obviously that was a very privileged position that I was in at that time to be able to quit a job and, like, do nothing, um, right, but, like, I I mean, during that time I was, for, like, for lunch, I would eat, like, a cliff Bar for, that was, that I had got from Trader Joe's for a dollar, so, like, that's basically, like, my lifestyle during that time was, like, eat nothing, do nothing, go nowhere, spend no money, just pay your bills, so you're, like, have a place to live, and mm. I didn't even pay for internet at that time, I was stealing my neighbor's internet, um, but anyways, yeah, so that was my, that was like something I would call that like kind of like a sabbatical cause I had been doing ministry and then I just like kind of broke at the end of the year cause mm-hmm. it was very intense and I didn't have any, I didn't know what I was doing and then like. I hadn't built up internal strength either to like power through it or like to keep going or to have those tools of like, you know, you pace yourself or whatever. I don't know. Something was like, I was really young and new. So anyways, Mm. then the other situation that I like, I'm hearing what you're describing and then I'm thinking about like my own experiences was like when, um, Like after I had, well, so when my ex-husband told me he was leaving was like the other time that it was kind of similar where that was somewhat orderly in the sense of like the Salvation Army was still supporting me during that time. Mm -hmm. But I told them I quit. um, And I told myself I quit um but anyways like so that and that was another like period now obviously I was very busy during that time with like emotional work and just trying to like get my feet under me again but um when I like so I think about like just kind of resting and taking time off and not not doing not being as active with ministry so I just think there are like there's like kind of those maybe more natural pauses that are precipitated by something um so I just was like thinking about like is that on a cycle for me too you know like is it going to be like after a certain number of years um like it it, like it'll come back around like I'm gonna have to do that again hopefully not for like a traumatic reason but like just thinking is it kind of like part of being a person is like periodically you just got to take a little break and I know in some denominations or some like Christian traditions it is kind of on a cycle like after a certain number of years or whatever then they give you a certain amount of time like as like the pastor or something like that Um, but I don't I'm not sure like I I would guess that everybody's different because like yeah, I don't like maybe some people quote unquote don't need it or something like that, possibly, like because everyone kind of has slightly different dispositions of how how they work and how they um like what their pace is and how they okay. how they pace themselves and what that looks like. Do you Amanda when you were talking earlier, you you like had mentioned like burnout and I was wondering if there's like more description about what that means or looks like. I Mm -hmm. think you had, you kind of mentioned some of the things, like snapping or, like, being irritable, Mm -hmm. compassion fatigue. Like, could there, do you know if there's, like, other, like, symptoms or whatever that, or I don't know if you would just direct people to the internet. I usually
0: just go on the internet. Uh, Go to Google. No, I mean, yeah, and I think it's, again, different for everyone. But... Hopefully, we all kind of at least have a good idea of who we are at our best, and you start to see things that are red flags. So yeah, the things that you just said, really wanting to just sleep all the time, dreading getting up, um, a kind of isolating, that was, that really was a big one for me. Um, and I don't know, it's hard because I think as I'm becoming healthier, I am becoming a little more internal and I don't see that as isolating. I just see it as, I don't know. I don't know. That's still in progress, but the, the point being, I was actually isolating, Um, not responding to people, not answering phone calls, ignoring them, <laughs> a comparison, really doing a lot of comparing, um, and then kind of being critical, uh, overly critical, not in a helpful way. Um, it really, I think the, the biggest one for me is that being a Corps officer and all the duties that came with that became my identity, part of my identity, not my whole identity, but how productive I was, how much I was achieving, whether or not I was successful. However, that was being measured um, was really tied up into who I was, which is not good. So I think all of those things came together for me and created a perfect storm situation where I knew, okay, this is not good. This is not sustainable. I've, I've only been doing this for what, seven years. I'm 34. I've got, if I'm going to be doing this rest of my life and, and the honest to God truth is I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be an officer for the rest of my life. Um, I know that I am in step with the spirit and I trust that if there comes a time when he's leading me away, I'll know and I'll follow. But until then, this is where I'm at. And this is where I'm, you know, passionate about serving. Um, but kind of lost my train of thought on that. Um, but if I'm going to have a sustainable ministry, I could not keep going like I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that's what I want. I don't want to become a major who is so, I mean, I used to I used to meet majors and I don't know, (laughs) even beyond that, I'm not gonna lie, like who just were they came across as cold, like not really wanting to connect or more negative and just not enjoyable to be around. And like really in the last year or so, I'm kind of like, you know, I get it. Like how many times can you connect with people and then move or, I mean, it's hard, like it's hard work. And if you're not really great at self-care and boundaries, like I can see how you get there, you know, and I want, I want to be good at those things, not just for myself, but for my ministry. Like Gary deserves the best like the very best of me and the very best of me is not even me. The very best of me is Jesus through me. And when I have been operating so much out of my own strength, I'm not leaving space for, for Jesus, Jesus to do that work through me, you know, and I can do pretty all right on my own strength, but only for a little while, you know,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I think those are the things for me, the burnout. Um, And I wasn't completely there. Like, honestly, I I wasn't, I could have kept going, but it would have been to everyone's detriment, you know? So I think the challenge really is figuring out what are those things like step back and look at what those red flags are. The things that you're seeing about yourself that are not good, that are not of God um, that have kind of slipped in along the way and then the question there is what do I do now? I see this. how do I come back into good connection with God or rest, good rest and rhythms and honestly my relationship with Jesus at that point where I needed I really had nothing to give like, there was a relationship. I was, you know, um, connecting with him. Um, so it wasn't like I had a, a life completely void of any, any connection with him. Um, mm -hmm, you know, so the, for me, and this is, and then I'll let you take this, but for me, it became a lot about how do I manage expectations? Because the truth is there is far too much expected of me. We're, we're operating in a system that is pretty broken. It's toxic in a lot of ways. Um, and that's not unique to the Salvation Army. There are, so many systems are. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to be a jerk to the Salvation Army. It's just the truth. So how do I operate in a way that's healthy for me, in an unhealthy, in a lot of ways system, it's hard. It's really hard, you know, and I don't, I don't have all the answers, but I feel like I am better prepared to do that. And a lot of that is boundaries and saying no and not being everything for everyone, managing expectations. And even when you let people down, not taking it personally -hmm. Hey, like this is not in line with mission. This is not a top priority for me. And I have to be okay with saying no, you know? And that's not, that is not applauded in our culture because it's typically do what I say, like, and figure it out. Like it's, yeah. So it is hard, but it's important work to identify those red flags, and then actually do something about it. And I'll kind of, before I give it back to Kiri, um, this scripture really was on my mind. And my goal um, really for the rest of Lent is to go through the book of Isaiah. Uh, But this scripture, Isaiah 30, verse 15 says, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. And I read it and was like, oh, you know. What chapter was that again? It was 30, Isaiah 30, 15. And it was a scripture that was used in that finding soul rest study that I did. And I don't, like, there's so much more context and I really want to dig sure. into that when I go in into Isaiah. But the thing that I felt God saying to me in that moment was you would have none of it. I was having none of it. I didn't have time for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Salvation and rest or repentance and rest is your salvation and quietness and trust is your strength. Um, I want my ministry to be marked by Christlikeness and love and grace, and that's impossible to do without making rest a priority.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I was like, I'm always on Instagram. Yeah, that's true. I think that's why I'm not sleeping well. <laughs> um, but so there was a quote that somebody had shared today. Mm-hmm. that I really, really liked, even though my initial thought was like, I'm sick of people sharing quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I read it anyways, I was like, ooh, this is really good. Um, so it was like, it says, we have nothing to prove. We have everything to give. Mm. Um, and it's on the Create Anyway account, which I... On my yep. Instagram, I had been like spotlighting a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. We have we have nothing to prove. We have everything to give. And it says it's by C.J. Casciota. K- I don't. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, world. I'm, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I really like the quote, um, and I feel like that's like a space to do ministry from, like. Mm-hmm our generosity comes because we have something to give. It doesn't come from like proving that we're generous or proving that we're good people or proving and, you know, anything we have nothing to prove. Um, we have everything to give, like, cause I think that's, Like, I think a couple, whatever, like, the first podcast episode I had talked about, like, carrying, the idea of, like, carrying people and stuff like that. Like, I think it's related to this idea of, like, I have something to give. Oh, I think this is because of my dad's sermons in January. But, and maybe I had mentioned him before. I don't remember. But, like, all these ideas just kind of, like, like, rattle around inside of your head and then, like, connect in different ways and then all of a sudden you're like ah oh, i have a remote control car in my brain you, and then you, you like you have a thing now like all the things <laughs> came together the right way but like we have we have everything to give we don't have to prove anything and i think that's where like rest comes from like mm. if you are tired rest take a break maybe that's another thing that I do a lot of times or not not a lot but like maybe it seems like I don't know if other people do this or not but I'll get to work like Mm -hmm. I'll drive so I'll leave my house I'll drive to work and I'll sit in my car and just kind of breathe and like sit there and then get out like I I'm not trying to rush I'm a you can ask my siblings. I've always been a major slowpoke, <laughs> and I'm at the point where I'm okay with it and I'm trying to be nicer to myself about it. And like, I will probably be late to everything for the rest of my life <laughs> because I will just be late. I just will be late. And okay, that's fine
0: start without me <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay I will yes I will note that just start without
1: me don't don't even worry about it like start without me I don't mind
0: <laughs> I don't know I,
1: I try to be on time but I, I just know. can't and there's something it's okay
0: it's in a rebel
1: no, I don't. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just like can't move. Like I can't move any faster. I uh, so. The other thing. Someone was describing to me, they're like, man, I don't know what got into me. You know, I, I finally decided to take a shower and then I looked at the clock and it was like after 8 a.m. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, this is, this is my every single day you're describing right now. It's, like, five like every single day. I'm like, I wake up. And I mean, like, even on the day I woke up at 4am, I bet I went to work late that day. I was still late. Like, I guarantee it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Cause it, I'm just like, do, 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 like, oh, I've got plenty of time. I've got to take the dog <laughs> out. Like, oh, let me. Take a sip of this coffee. I'll walk the door now. I'll walk <laughs> down the stairs. Like. <laughs> oh my God. And then I look at the time. And I'm like, what? I have five minutes to get there. And it takes me 15. How did that happen?
0: I left <laughs> the house half an hour ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's okay. You know it about yourself. I guess that's a. Uh, That's good, at least. (laughs) Um, There were two quotes that I wanted to read from Finding Soul Rest. Again, that's by Curtis Zachary. Uh, It's very good. Um, But I figured we can use these as kind of a wrap up to our episode. Um, So the first is we need to let go of the idea that always doing something is the only way to experience life. There is a life that is truly life that we can experience when we stop and commune with the spirit. And that was a quote that um, he then referenced first Timothy six, 19. And then he says a little bit later, God was asking me if it was enough to just be with him. And I quickly reverted to my desire to do the things that I was doing for God. When our souls are in a disturbed state, It's easy to confuse what we are doing for God and what we are doing from God. And those were two um, quotes that really just stuck out to me in my time of Sabbath, really looking at how I'm living my life, what I'm doing for God, what I'm trying to do to somehow earn something or prove myself versus what I'm doing out of this abundance um, out of a overflowing who uses, I think illustration a lot, but this like overflowing cup, you know, if your cup is overflowing all the time that overflow, then um, that's what you're giving, you're giving from the overflow, you know? Uh, So that, yeah. I just wanted to share those because I, like I said, I journaled every day. And those were things that some quotes I kept coming back to. Um, So really in wrapping up, I mean, guys, girls, and any other gender neutral uh, pronoun you would like to use, I I really encourage you to, uh, life is hard. We know that like Jesus talked about that like it's it is hard it's going to be hard how, I don't know for me it was how do I want to live this one life you know do I want to consistently be tired and close to burnout like where are you at um there's a lot of things going on that make life i think even more difficult in our society today so be generous with yourself, be grace-filled with yourself, stop, collaborate, and listen. No, that's not really what I was going to say, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it just felt natural. I had to go with it. But really stop and, and evaluate what is happening, what is going on in your mind and heart. The emotions that you're having and feeling, those matter. God created them. Yeah. Um, pay attention. The things that you're feeling in your body, pay attention. <laughs> the things you're feeling in your spirit, pay attention. Um, see the red flags, adjust, see where you need to rest, see where you need to create space and margin. It is worth it. And find people who can journey with you in that, you know, who can hold you accountable, who can walk alongside you, Um. And I guess maybe, you know, part of this episode was just saying, we're with you. This is a a thing in our own lives that we're thinking about. And, you know, if there is balance, I don't even know, but trying to incorporate into our life and ministry. And you're not alone in not being perfect at that. So rest. Stop, collaborate, and listen.
1: What? What is that? Is that a song or something? Yeah, Google it. <clears throat> well, I did Google how to pronounce that person's name, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Google Passiata. I oh. wasn't even close. Okay. Well, also
0: this, look up Vanilla
1: This person, this person wrote a book called get weird
0: that sounds right up my alley
1: and they have they have a podcast series called weird wins which I don't know if it's like weird wins like the wins are weird or like weird will win being weird wins every time
0: right Maybe that. Let's go with that.
1: Well, apparently this person is inspirational and they mentioned the Salvation Army in the description of this
0: person. Oh, interesting. Maybe I really will Google them. Um, but only if you Google Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. Is that and where collaborate
1: like- comes from? Stop collaborate?
0: All right. Stop. Collaborate. And let's see. Yes. Okay. And on that note... Thanks for listening everyone. Everybody listen to Ice Ice Baby. Everybody probably knows that. Everybody listens to the song. It's all the rage. Well, so okay, crazy. now there's probably some things in there that aren't so great. So don't say you heard it from me. No, I am just I'm kidding. What's wrong with this? It's very catchy. It's very catchy and if you listen to it it's going to be stuck in your head for a very long time.
1: So, is this of the one with the. Which is in other songs as well.
0: Yes, yes, it is. It is. So, anyway, that's fun. Google it, listen to it, YouTube it, Spotify it. Um, and uh, yeah, peace, and everybody. everybody. Then, 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 then. Oh, some rest this David week.
1: Bowie got credited, and Freddie Mercury.
0: Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> I know these years have weighed me down. I know these years have put a strain on us. And I've learned Through these storms that pass me by, strength comes in the night, your strength comes in the night.